How about Bryson DeChambeau winning a major in 2021? Long pause. Long pause. Ah! God, I hope it doesn't see this. It's going to kill me. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Travis with PGA Memes. We are kicking off season two of Shank Happens podcast, and we are joined by a new co-host. You probably heard of it on uh, Instagram over the last couple of weeks, but we're joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Rusty, Ryan Rustan, man. I'm so excited to have you joining the pod with me on season two. Yeah, man, stoked to be here. I got that phone call from Travis. He's like, hey, man, what would you think about coming on to the Shank Happens podcast? I think you'd be a great personality, a great addition to the team. And I was like, you know what, Travis? I think that would be great. Sign me up. Where do, where do I sign? We, we got a contract in place. Just kidding. There's no contract. But uh, It was like yeah, the quickest here. yes ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was immediate. <laughs> immediate so i'm pumped to be here it's gonna be a great show i'm uh i'm ready to scale this thing man let's take it to the well, top. dude you were a guest in season one and thanks to joe for helping kick it off but you were a guest in, on season one it went great we did a pod when we were out in bandon and just uh flow well so you know i'm excited to dive into all things podcasts this year we always try to make things a little different and you know obviously you do this on your channel as well but on pj memes i've always tried to just bring the fun in golf uh, unique side of things uh things people see you know, differently, but it, it kind of relates to all of the degenerates, the high handicaps, the people who just like to have fun in golf. And that's going to be the lion's share of people out there. I mean, not everybody can, uh, you know, do the crazy trick shots like you can and, you know, shoot the low scores, but we're going to have fun. We're going to have all different aspects of golf, whether it's on the tour side of things, the buddy golf trips. Uh, we're just going to have a ton of fun. So I'm looking forward to the new season. Um, you know, we had a great week. This is an awesome week to kick it off. We just recapped the, uh, players championship, uh, there in Florida, JT was victorious. Um, I don't know. I mean, I tuned into the final round. It was incredible to watch just how calm, cool, collected he was to close it out. It was just unbelievable to see. Yeah. Um, almost stoic throughout his, uh, you know, final few holes. I think he had a birdie, 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 he had a birdie, birdie Eagle stretch, which was, yeah fantastic and you know I, I think he was just kind of um hungry to get back in the winning circle after everything that's kind of gone on he's been under so much pressure and you know you hate to see it for a guy like that because you know he's a great guy and he's really good for the game of golf and you know so I, i'm happy to see him back up top and you know he 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 went really low man he tied the all time or no he didn't tie he actually has the title for lowest 36 holes at the players so I mean, that's it's pretty impressive to come out there and do that, especially with guys like... Uh, he was struggling to make the cut. Like, I mean, he yeah. was f grinding through the first day or two and then ended up just hammering it on the weekend. It was incredible. Right, and he had a couple missed cuts this year already. I think WGC Mexico, Genesis, a couple missed cuts here and there, and, you know, he battled back. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, my history with Lee Westwood goes back. I love the guy we were able to meet last year, and, like, wanting him to see, see him win was huge for me. I mean, him and Bryson played in the, the final round the last couple of weeks. This isn't a major, but it's the next closest thing, right? I mean, the Players' Championship has always been considered the fifth major. So really wanting to see Lee win. Uh, obviously, we're both Cobra Puma guys. You always want to see Bryson win and see him win back-to-back. -back. I don't know that he's ever done that before on tour. I'm not quite sure, but um, nope. he had a lot of opportunities to seal the deal today and just wasn't, wasn't on his game. Like, you know, his long game wasn't there. Uh, he missed a lot of putts, and so, you know, he, you know, I would say that he definitely lost this tournament himself, this play, but I mean, still came in third place, played great, but JT, man, I mean, the guy is a good dude. Uh, he's gone through a lot over the last couple months and yeah. it's good to see him win. Uh, I'm happy for him. You can't root against JT. He's just overall a good guy. Uh, one of the better guys on tour and 
you know, happy to see him win such a big event. So I think he, I think they said he's like the, the one of only four guys that have ever won a FedEx cup, uh, the players championship, a major and a WGC. It was him, Stinson, Tiger Woods, and Rory. So, I mean, that, that's pretty good company to be in. He's got a long career ahead of him. So hats off to JT for sure. Just like uh, last season, uh, we're going to have a different segment. So we're going to kick off um, and go through. Uh, we have the first T segment that we're going to jump into right now. Basically, the first T segment is just us running through a series of headlines um, that are in the world of golf and just different things that we want to talk through and get through. So we're going to start off with our boy, Coach Rusty, over there. Uh, I don't know if, if you tuned into the final round of the players or if you're checking in on Instagram this last week, but our boy was you know, one of the stars of a big commercial with Cobra, Cobra Golf, and it was pretty cool. I'm like sitting here. I saw it on social media, and obviously it's a national uh, commercial, but I'm sitting here watching the players, and I see your face on my TV, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm so used to seeing you on like Instagram and stuff, and then I'm like, hold up a second. I'm watching the Players' Championship, and freaking – Ryan's on TV right there. It was, and I saw you like five times today, man. It was awesome. Yeah, I got more airtime than my uh, buddy Ricky Fowler for one time. Well, I guess he's in the commercial too, so I guess that's yeah, that's yeah. not true. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Nick but, Faldo uh, called. Nick Faldo called and said your, your your trick shots would actually be better if you didn't spend so much time on these commercials, Ryan. So yeah, he's he's probably right. I am lacking on the uh, on the trick shots. Too much time in uh, hair and makeup and behind the camera. But uh, yeah, man, the commercial was fun. We shot that back in uh, November at uh aviara out there in uh carlsbad i believe and uh it it was cool we had the whole crew out there the whole cobra puma team and we got to get our hands on the uh, new rad speed stuff uh for the first time and it was a it was a lot of fun filming that commercial man i gotta tell you my girl tish was awesome we always work so well together and uh yeah it was pretty cool so now to see it actually come out it dropped on uh i think thursday um it's it's been cool i've been getting messages everywhere you know people in hawaii people all over the world just (laughs) sending me a little uh message how many takes did you got you and tish get that in on so actually we got it like first try i mean all she did was juggle a ball pop it up and i hit it and we got it a bunch of times but um there was an fpv drone kind of flying so you know we just did it a bunch to make sure they could get the shot they wanted um so you know i was just there to uh do trick shots and look pretty and i definitely looked pretty trick shots you did man you, know, you guys did look a like couple. a million bucks that's not the first tv commercial you've been in right weren't you in one with uh, genesis or something like that last year yeah man oh my gosh what an experience that was so we filmed uh for the the genesis invitational last year and this was like a full-on commercial production like this wasn't go to a golf course and film a commercial this was go to warner brothers studio at like 3 a.m you know the day before we had a wardrobe thing and everything and then i show up and i'm literally on the set of new york where they like filmed friends and i saw where they have the central perk and i saw ellen degeneres's studio and everything and i'm filming that's awesome in new york city but in california man it was wild but um yeah what an experience man i'm just holding out for my first opportunity to be in a commercial i don't think cobra wants to use my swing on any of their uh their advertisements but hey one day man my dream will come true so hey we'll we'll blow this pot up and then next thing you know shank happens uh podcast uh commercial maybe you I'll never just, know I'll, I'll just live in your, commercial. i'll just live vicariously through you until then so next thing i want to jump over to is we had the pga memes challenge actually in your backyard um about yep. a week ago and what a what a tournament it was this was the third event that we'd put on and that these events benefit play yellow for kids which is a foundation that's tied to the children miracle network hospitals uh, to date, we've been able to raise over $40,000 for charity. 
And this particular event raised $20,000. So we had an amazing field. Obviously, you know, you and myself were there. We had um, Tim Burke. We had um, the GM guys. We had the good, good crew that was there. We had Mike Mason who came and joined us. We had just tons of great people that were there. Hole in one trick shots. I've never met Josh in my life. We've been friends yeah, for like so four crazy. years, five years. Finally got to meet him. I mean, I can't even, we could go through the whole show and list all the great people that were able to make it to the event. Um, but it was just fun, man. It was really special to bring such a group of great people together, raise money for charity, um, and just have a great time. So, uh, we were lucky. The weather was supposed to be just real <laughs> shitty. Uh, all, all week, let, the let, forecast was terrible. So let me, let me speak on this. So, so I'm a Florida guy. I live here in Orlando and we were playing at Shingle Creek, which is right across the street from where I'm a member of the Ritz Carlton. Travis is hitting me up every day. Hey man, what do you think about the weather? I don't know. hundred percent. Oh, it went down to 90, but uh, you know, like 90 is still a lot. Now when you're in Florida, you, you can't really trust the weather, man. I, I mean like, and, and I, I could go down to the studio and be a weatherman. You got job security in that industry in the state of florida oh shit i mean there's a thing like you don't even have to like i mean listen when it's 90 percent or even 80 percent, which it was i think the morning of it's gonna pour in texas i mean you're you're not gonna play like you're gonna go ahead and call your friends and you're like hey listen let's just bag it up let's play next weekend i mean there's just no chance that you're gonna play unless you're just gonna go out there and grind and stuff but for the charity tournament we knew we were gonna play regardless unless there was lightning or, or thunder but it rained like what 10 minutes i think it was yeah. all we saw yeah it was just a quick front like i said you know when it says 80 percent 90 percent 100 percent, that means it's gonna rain but in florida you very rarely i mean in the winter yes in the summer not so much but you just get these quick fronts they move in they move out and then you're good to go yeah uh we got it in it was awesome like i said we raised over twenty thousand dollars the winning team was uh tanner baird uh, oh. bobby bradley Tim Burke, and then we had, uh, is it Louis Gagne? Is that how you pronounce yes. his name? Yeah, yeah. Gagne, Gagne, Gagne however you want to say it. But he, like, he won like the tournament, the like, Q School tournament or something yeah, like McKen- that the day McKenzie before. Yeah, McKenzie Tour Q yeah. School, he won, he won right before. He's a member of the Ritz-Carlton. We play a lot, him, myself, and Steele Lafferty. Amazing player. I made the mistake of having Tanner Beard in town and introducing Tanner to Louis. And... I called Louie, uh, you know, a few weeks before he turned around. I was like, hey, man, come play with me, Steele, and my buddy Josh Holman Trick Shots. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I can't, man. I'm already on Tanner's team. And I was like, I, uh, I knew it. I knew it. He got <laughs> well, him. I mean, listen, Tanner's now back-to-back champ there. Uh, yeah. So I think what we're going to do is obviously we'll have him out at the next one, which I think is going to be in June. Um, I'm not going to reveal the course yet, but it looks like it's going to be in New Jersey at a very highly rated private club. So I'm super excited about that. But um, if Tanner is able to make it, I think I'm going to make his team play from the tips. <laughs> I, I don't think we want him to win the third event. So we're going to have to figure this out. So Yeah, he's out there but, winning holy moly, winning PJ memes tournament. He's had enough. Let me, he's let just me a winner, man. He's he just is, a winner. So, no, I mean, it was a great time. I just want to take the time to thank not, not all the sponsors, but I want to thank all the players that came, everybody who even donated. We, we were able to raise almost $5,000 outside of the tournament leading up to it through various giveaways and stuff like that. So pretty incredible to think, you know, like two, three years ago when I started this page as a joke, you know, I never thought in a million years that we would be raising over $40,000 for charity um, in my life. You know, that's, I'm, very humbled by that. And now that we had such a great start to the year in raising money that for this first event, my goal coming into the year was 50 grand um, for the year. So we're at 20 and I'm like, I'm thinking, why not a hundred thousand? You know, I feel like, right. I feel like we can easily get to the 80 mark cause we're going to do four events. But if we get close, I think P 
people will rally behind us and help us get to that century mark. So hundred thousand is the goal. And that'd be really incredible. I think to, to benefit, to benefit such a great cause and to do it through a meme page. I mean, it's like incredible. So I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Very thankful and humbled and can't wait for the next one. So stay tuned. We'll announce that hopefully this next week or the week afterwards. So next thing I want to jump into real quick, a topic that, you know, we talked about offline a little bit is, uh, players withdrawing when they're playing bad. So my good buddy, Kevin Naw, I posted a meme kind of poking fun at it. And I texted him afterwards just to kind of, Hey buddy, just (laughs) I love you, but I had to, I had to do it. But you know, he, he cited a bad back and you know, maybe he does have a bad back. He's been on the road constantly and he responded like a pro on my post about he just wants to go home and spend some time with family. But what are your, what's your take on players that play bad and they're like, Hey, I'm going to just, I'm just going to call it a day and and I'm done. I'm withdrawing. Yeah. I mean, I think we hold these tour players to a higher standard than we hold ourselves. And at the end of the day, you know, they're humans just like us. I mean, I'm the kind of guy where if I'm going out and I'm playing and and I'm playing horrifically, I'll stop. I'll I'll, I'll go back into the clubhouse. I'll put my clubs in the car and get out of there. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, these guys have a, a, a very, very long schedule. So, you know, if there is back issues, if there's any health issues, or if it's just mental or swing, like something involving swing mechanics, and you just kind of want to get yourself out of a bad situation because that's going to help you in the long run, I'm all for it. But like I said, we hold these guys to a higher standard. We want to see them play golf. The tour wants to see them play golf. And, um, you know, at it's unfortunate when it happens, and I don't think that any any of us are in a position to scold anybody on tour no. from backing out of a tournament when they're when they're just not feeling it. You know, no, not at all. I mean, I have no problem with it at all. I mean, I get yeah. the whole aspect of like sponsors and your biggest fans and the tour. They want to see you out there and they want to see you, you know, compete at a high level and you know do it with integrity. But listen, you have your ups and downs. Like if you're having a bad day at work you might pack it up. You might tell your boss like, Hey, I don't have it today. I'm not mentally here. I need to go home. And they might even right. send you home, you know, cause you're going to be a detriment to the team or the company or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys there, are at work, dude, it's your choice to show up or not. Right. Like, yeah, he could have withdrew before the event, given someone else an opportunity, kind of like Rosie did. He, he, I think he withdrew right before the tournament, but I mean, here's the deal. You don't know. Um, I have, Huge respect for like Henrik Stenson, who went out and shot an 85 in the first round. I fully expected him to withdraw, and the guy showed up the next day and played. Still shot over part of the second day, I think it was. But he, I mean, he, he went out there and gritted and, and played and was back at it. You know, so it's, yeah. I don't know. I have no, but you see the comments on even on my post, the people just slamming Kevin, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> you guys are clowns, man. Like, you probably all played a terrible round and you stopped after nine. You just walked off. You know. And it's, I don't know, everyone's been there. I don't think anyone has, especially in the comment section, I don't think anyone has the right to really sit there and go after a player for that. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's, I can see how it might be a touchy subject for some, but at the end of the day, if it's a bad day at the office and you have the the power to get out of there, I mean, hit the road. There's nothing more to it than that. Yeah. I mean, he's a dude, he's the man though. Like, uh, you know, jumping on that he post, is. I always get nervous, especially people who like I've friended, you know, you're like, all right, I don't want to like offend anybody or whatever. Right. So, <laughs> um, I post it. It was just a guy throwing his clubs, like his entire bag of clubs into the water. And I just commented like Kevin, not leaving the players championship. And you know, you know, what would have been good. What? You know, what would have been good. He early walks putts in. He early walks himself <laughs> out of the tournament. <laughs> 
See, there's so, see, there's tons of jokes around it, and I mean, he finds humor in it though. He commented real quick and was like, "Man, this is great." He goes, "You missed the part where I threw my caddy Kenny Harms in the water too," you know. And it's like <laughs> it's just him making light of it, and then Kenny gets on there and comments back to a few people as well. And dude, that's what makes Kevin great. I think that's what makes you know people out there love the guy because you see all the comments right away. A lot of people are clowning him real quick, and then after he mm-hmm. commented everyone's responding to Kevin like, Oh dude, that's so awesome that you responded to this. And like, you can take the joke, like you're the man, good luck. You know, and it's like, it's yeah. just funny how that, and that, that's the, that's what players need to do when they get made fun of online and stuff. They need to kind of embrace it and joke along with it as well. Even in the moments where you had a terrible day, you're playing terrible. You probably want to just flip me off or tell me to go F off or whatever it may be. But he just responded like that. And I think it just turned it around and he's now looked at as this great figure and people love him, you know? Right. Right. So let's talk about our boy Bryson and uh, Lee Westwood. So uh, back-to-back weeks, these guys battled it out in the final round. Bryson obviously came ahead last week at the API and won. Uh, And then you have uh, this week, both of these guys fell short. Uh, Lee actually lipped out for par on 17 and then birdie 18. If he wouldn't have, if he would have made that par on 17, we'd be looking at a playoff right now. um, Right. With uh, him and, and JT, but Back to back, and you saw this, a few people posted this, but this is like the rivalry or the competition that no one saw coming, right? You've got this guy, Lee, who won in Abu Dhabi to start last year, and then he ended up, you know, winning in Dubai at the beginning of this year, and he's just played so great down the stretch and some of these, this Florida swing and so forth. Uh, he's 47 years old, and he's like redefined right. himself. He's in super great shape. Uh, he's hitting the ball really well, um, which is great to see, right? And then you have Bryson, who's just completely like, reconfigured his whole body and like his approach to the game he's just bombing the ball like so far I mean the shot he had last week at API was just incredible what he was able to do to clear the water and you have two games that are completely different but back-to-back weeks it was pretty cool to see uh you know yeah was hoping one of them would win this week but you know I think we'll see more of them down the road yeah I'd have to look that up to see when the last time there was a back-to-back final pairing but um that is pretty cool to see you know and and it also shows you that those guys like to play golf in Florida it's uh you know some people love it some people hate it but um yeah it it was pretty impressive and and like you said 47 year old Lee Westwood out here killing it and I love to see that I I I loved that guy growing up and um but yeah, I mean, I think I think you know two, they're two big boys too, so it's good to see those guys. They're a couple brutes out there, um, yeah. you know, just just going at it. But um, yeah, it was it was tough to see Bryson fall a little short. Didn't have his best day today. I mean, you know, he still shot. I think he shot one under today, which I mean, uh, Westwood shot even, I think, in the final round. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I think honestly, I think one under was a decent score for Bryson. Any of those guys uh, towards the top of the leaderboard could have easily shot over par. Um, but yeah, JT up, went out. There. Yeah, I think he ended up shooting two under. Yeah, I think. Oh, really? He still had a, yeah, he still had a good round. He just had a lot of missed opportunities there. He was missing a lot of putts, burning edges, and yeah, obviously he had his woes off the tee on some of those those shots. But I mean, dude, those guys yeah. are right there. I mean, I hope you see both of those guys playing at a high level going into the the major season. Obviously, we all want to see Lee win. Um, kind of have this eerie feeling that Lee's going to have that moment where he brings it all together at one of these tournaments, whether it's the open or even the masters, but he's got the game. He's a fairway finder. He's always finding fairways. Um, You know, I, I I hope we see the best out of Lee here this year. The guy deserves a major Um, having get the chance to meet him after all the jokes and stuff that I've had. Like I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't say like, he's a, he's the awesome guy. He's just got a great sense of humor. 
And everyone who I was around who knows him had that to say about him, that he was just a great guy. He's one of the best guys out there and stuff. So definitely right. pull for him every week that I can and just see him up there on the leaderboard every week has been incredible. But pretty cool to see those guys back to back. But JT takes it home. I think this was JT's 14th win on the PGA Tour. Um, I mentioned before, he's one of four people to win the WGC, the FedEx Cup, a major, and the players. I mean, the guy's playing incredible. Uh, what do you what do you see from JT the rest of the year? I mean, do you, do you see him continuing on this hot stretch and maybe pick up another major? Because he hasn't he won one major in 2017, so it's been a minute. But I mean, the guy's just playing incredible. His game is just dialed in right now. Yeah, I mean, he's got pretty good performances in major championships. Um, you know, I think, like I said earlier, I think he does have a chip on his shoulder. You know, I mean. Yeah, it's definitely his time. I think, of course, he's going to have a super long career. Um, but I, I think that he's just one of the most motivated and driven guys out there. And I mean, there's no reason why he couldn't go out there and win a major this year. But I could say that for, you know, at least 20 of the guys on tour right now, it's very competitive at the top. And, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what unfolds. But, you know, I, I'm loving the fact that JT came away with the win. I honestly didn't think that was going to happen. Four under final round is pretty sick. So, yeah. You know, if, if, he, if he can do that under under some pressure and, you know, not only the pressure on the golf course, but the pressure of the media, it just shows you that he's composed and, and ready to go out there and win. So, yeah. Dude, that tee ball he hit on 18 was insane. Like, I, I mean, when he hits it, I was like, oh, fuck, that's in the water. I go, here we go. I go, here we go. Something's going to happen. This is going to get interesting. Right. And it just took this bounce. I mean, it hit that mound and it popped up and forward which it easily right. could if it was my ball it would have easily hit straight left into the straight water straight left yeah um I, I couldn't believe it and then when it was rolling forward it just kept creeping and creeping creeping it looked like it was way close to the water and then when he addressed his ball he had plenty of room he had I plenty mean, of stance, his, yeah. yeah his feet weren't even in the, the second cut so or the first cut but what a ballsy line that was with everything on the line like that it was just insane because i mean if that if that goes in the water Westwood just has to make a par to go to a playoff most likely, you know, and it's uh, – because I don't know if Lee makes a birdie with all the pressure on him there at 18, but holy shit, that was nuts. But it was cool to see how he like – you just get to see who JT really is. I mean, he holds – he's like wa holding his breath, watching that ball come to a rest, and then he spins <laughs> his uh, – and he twirls his driver like 45 seconds. Yeah, later, way late. You know? The late twirl. Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> what a stud, man. I Listen, I love JT. I, I got to meet him one time, and he was completely hammered. We were at Top Golf at uh, a charity event, and I don't think he even knew where he was. So I didn't get to talk to him too much. But uh, that was – that stung. He unfollowed me uh, after the whole Ralph oh, Lauren no. toboggle. And I, I made a couple jokes that I thought were in good taste. They were just funny. I mean – it's kind of my job to have to like poke fun at some of the things that happen. And I, I did it very carefully because I didn't want to like do anything, pushing the envelope too much. Plus everything going on in the world, I get canceled too quick, probably with something too edgy, but yeah, he ended up unfollowing me, man. I was super bummed, but cause I'm a big JT guy. I love to see him win. I'm happy for him. Is he running his account? You think? Yeah. 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 I think so. Okay. so it was personal. It was personal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. but oh well man I, I love the guy i think he's still i think he's still following the page just privately so we'll see so but we're going to introduce a new segment this season in shank happens it's called buy or sell. sell you've seen this around different shows or whatever but there's so many fun things in golf that we talk about whether it's on a meme page or just on a buddy trip um that we wanted to kind of talk through to see whether or not it's something that i would buy into or coach Rusty would buy into or, or if we just sell and, and push off so Let's jump right into it. We're going to talk about one of the other boys in uh, JT's camp. Let's talk about Spieth. Okay, obviously he's come on as of late. 
he had a good start to even this tournament, kind of tapered off there towards the end. But he's had some good finishes. Hasn't been able to quite pull it all together and get into the winner's circle again. But from everything that you've seen so far in 2021 from Jordan Spieth, do you buy or sell that he's going to win a championship in 2021? I'm buying. I'm 100% buying that. Think about it. Think about it. Okay. The tournaments where Spieth was close. He was on form. He wasn't making a lot of mistakes. The other guys were just outplaying him slightly, right? You know, mm-hmm. whether that be, you know, it could it could have been luck on their side. I think Jordan is just playing. He's finding his swing again. Now, I think Jordan, when he was at his prime, he was just one of those confident guys, right? He he almost had that Tiger-esque star power to him, right? And, and you know, that, that vibe is what was just really, really keeping him alive. And, and, you know, that vibe is what got him his own line of shoes. And I think that we're, we're on, on track for, for that speed again. I mean, you know, you get his confidence back, his putter starts working again. There's no reason. I mean, he's, what, what are, what are his last uh, couple finishes? I mean, he's been, he's been top 10, I think the last three or four starts that he's been in. Right. And obviously he was right there at the top at the waste management. He was right there at the top. Was it at Pebble? I thought um, he had the waste management dude. I thought, it, I thought it was his. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm buying that stock. I think that um, you know, there, it, it's only it's still early in the season. I think he's going to do great. I think he's going to be uh, sitting pretty in the FedEx Cup standings too. I, what about Eastlake? I think he'd come out on top on Eastlake. Yeah, I mean, I think it all just depends on what his schedule is. I mean, I think he's going to be playing a lot of events. I'm going to sell, sell because I think this year Ooh. is the year of him just like restoring that confidence. And nothing would obviously restore that more than him winning, but. Man, if he can keep this up, he's getting into a lot of top tens. He's making cuts. Um, you know, I think that's going to help him because I think his game is not quite where – I think his skill set probably isn't even where it needs to be compared to these top players that are out there today just driving the ball a mile. Um, I mean, Jordan's obviously a phenomenal short game player. Um, Wedges are amazing. He's, he's hold more shots, I think, than anyone off the, off the green. But um, I don't know, man. I think that him, it's just all between his ears. Like, I feel like once he gets there – like no one like outside of like Tiger Woods has what it takes up there. I mean, the guy was just watching him play. I mean, Tiger Woods, the Tiger effect is like up here, you know, like yeah. no one can touch that. But when Jordan's on his game, it's like here. It's And I don't know there's anybody else that's close. I mean, it's like when right. Rory's dialed in or Brooks or Dustin, those guys, like it's fun to see someone play at an elite level, but it's not like Jordan Spieth and it's definitely not like Tiger Woods. Right. You know? Um, I, I'd even put Ricky up there when Ricky was dialed and playing really good. Like Ricky was one of those guys. It's like, I need to tune in. I have to watch him play. Like it was just so right. fun and electric. Right. But he's tapered off. He's not playing as well right now, but I don't know. I, I hate it. I hate to say it, but I have to sell right now. I don't think he's going to win okay. this year, but you know, hope he does wish him well. How about yep. Bryson DeChambeau winning a major in 2021 buy or sell long pause, long pause. <laughs> <laughs> tough one man it, it it is because you you've got four you got four chances right i i want to say bye so bad i really 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 do um but to go back-to-back years with a major statistically for bryson dechambeau i'm gonna have to sell yeah i'm gonna say he i'm gonna buy i think he's gonna be <laughs> no, i'm gonna buy for sure i think he's gonna be in the top 10 in all these majors um I think his approach to the game is very methodical. Obviously, he's he's very dialed in with what he needs to do. He's hitting the ball a long way. Um, God, I hope and... he doesn't see this. <laughs> but it's no, for real, like <laughs> last year, last year when he came out at Colonial, just playing like you know, hitting the way he was. Like 
everyone on this pod was like, oh, he's going to win a major. He's going to win all of them, you know, and it's, you get on that hype train, right? I, I see it though. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, like, I feel like he swung and missed at Augusta last year. I think he learned a lot from that. I mean, Augusta, right. we'll see. I'd love to see him go out there and play that course well and, and, and win that one. But if they play the open this year, which it all is looking good, like they're going to, to see him hit firm, fast fairways, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting to see. And he's a great yeah. putter, you know? So I, I don't know. It's hard for me to, to think that he's not going to win one. He may win yeah. two. I mean, I, I'd have to say his best chance is definitely going to be at Augusta, just given the fact that, you know, being long off the tee can help a lot there. Um, and the fact that he kind of, you know, went there, took his medicine, and, and hopefully he can come back with a better strategy. But I think that's we'll the only that's the one that makes me want to buy. But other than that, I I got I got to sell. I gotta All right, sell. I'm going to put you in a I'm going to put you in a tough position here on this one. So, okay. Smiley Kaufman make a cut on tour ever Ooh. again, buy or sell. And I ask you this because you played with Smiley a couple weeks ago at the Ritz in Orlando and get to see his game up front and uh and close. So, buy or sell. You think he's going to make a cut again on tour? PGA Tour, right? Yes. Yes, PGA <laughs> Tour. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'll buy. Um, yeah, I did get the chance to play with Smiley. Um, if Smiley Kaufman can get his tee ball in order, it'll be amazing. He, I mean, he's, he's a fantastic ball striker. You know, in, in his personality, it's very contagious. There is a lot of confidence there. You know, you shoot the shit with him, he'll shoot the shit right back, you know? Yeah. He, he, he's not a sit-down guy. He, he'll stand up right in your face, and I really liked that about him, and I got to, uh, you know – learn to respect him a little bit more because of that. But, you know, his tee shots weren't fantastic. Uh, you know, he put two out on the first tee. <laughs> Sorry, Smiley. He put two out on the first tee on the left at the Ritz-Carlton. It is, it is a kind of awkward tee shot, but, um, you know, a couple more out here and there. But other than that, yeah. dude, this guy's game was amazing. And he, he eagled, first time ever playing the Ritz-Carlton, hole 18, he made eagle. He was in the fairway bunker, I believe, on uh-huh. the right side. And you still have like 260 from there. Hits three wood from a fairway bunker, puts it to like 20 feet, makes eagle. That's, that's the incredible. sign. That's the sign of a guy that that knows how to play this game. And honestly, if he can just dial it in, get his confidence back, learn how to hit that tee ball a little bit better, keep it in play, just find a fairway yeah. finding swing. Nothing that's even overly long. Uh, I think that um, I think that I'm buying. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying. I'm gonna sell. I don't know how many more chances this guy's got. I, when he when he enters these tournaments, I'm like, how does he even have a spot? Like, I'm always shocked. Um, you know, and it is what it is. I mean, he's had these opportunities that pop up. I think when those opportunities go away, is he a guy who's gonna start from scratch again and go through the whole process? I don't know. Um, he's gone through a lot, so I'm gonna go ahead and sell. I hope he does. Um, I like to hear stories like that that he's a good guy and that he's a player. It just He's got a mental block going on right now. And, I mean, obviously with your driver, if you can't figure that out, that's a tough uh, beast to, to corral, especially in your head. So hopefully yeah. hopefully it's something that he can do, man. I, I'm pulling for the guy. So um, let's move on to my favorite topic, <laughs> iron covers. So iron covers, do they protect the resell value of your irons? Are you buying or selling that? I, I mean, I, I guess they could. You know, I mean – I mean, it doesn't matter. You, you, you're taking an iron and you're banging it who, into the yeah, – the, the real answer to this is who fucking cares? Like who's like right. really buying <laughs> iron covers to, to for the resale? And the people legitimately will say that. And it's like, come on now. Like honestly, if you go take a set of irons and you're going into like, <laughs> you know, PJ's Superstore or something like that, what are you going to get? Like you, I can go spend 
$1,400 on irons today, right? Go play one round of golf, okay? Maybe not even hit four of the irons. They're just pure still and perfect. And go try to return them. They're going to give me like $382 and 72 cents. Like, right. So, I mean, so that's just stupid. I mean, the people are like, hey, the clinging, I don't like that sound or I use it for travel. Um, okay. The, but come the, on, the clinking like, of an irons is one of the most satisfying noises in, in golf. It's amazing. It nothing like it. it. Is. Nothing like it. There's a lot of people who disagree with you, though. So I'm going to sell. I'm just selling flat out. Fucking I don't selling. understand. Screw you, everyone who uses iron covers. But the last topic that we're going to cover, this one's amazing. Holly Saunders, <laughs> our favorite girl next door from the Golf Channel, who has transformed into nearly Michael Jackson over the last three to four years. Uh, is she slowly going to make her way into full-fledged pornography? Fire it depends on your definition of full-fledged pornography <laughs> because you know we've, we've i mean got, i can define it for you i mean but <laughs> i mean we have we have all these we have all these outlets now we have only fans we've got you know uh, porn hub I mean, her, inst- now her instagram a, a, page is pretty much an only fans in my opinion right? right right so so i mean like if we're classifying only fans as pornography does she start a username on Pornhub and join that wonderful community i'm not sure i'm thinking I, i'm almost positive she already has an only fans you know what just I, i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna say if we're counting only fans as pornography i'm buying 100 percent. go make right, so- go make go make it rain baby go make it rain yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not counting OnlyFans as pornography. I'm counting it as like on-camera intercourse oh. to some degree. Oh. And I, I'm gonna buy. Mm. I mean, listen, it's been a slippery slope, and it's it's getting slipperier, uh, slipperier. I don't. I can't even talk. <laughs> I've had too much beatbox. Thank you. Drinking the pink lemonade. Um, but yeah, so it's it's one step after another, and I hope she stops on the surgery. She's already a beautiful girl. Uh, crazy sure. to see, but I'm gonna buy. I think it's gonna happen. I just don't know if it's this year or next, but. Sometime in the near okay. future, well, something's going to happen. If we're if we're saying penetration is <laughs> is what cla- <laughs> class is classified, <laughs> yeah. Please don't Ryan's use this blushing. clip on our. Okay, please don't use blushing. this clip on our Instagram. Uh, if penetration is what counts as pornography, then I'm going to go ahead and sell. sell. I don't think. Um, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I really okay. don't. I I mean, from nope. All right, he's going to sell. All right. So let's move on to our last segment. We're, we're not going to have a guest on today. Um, we're just kicking this podcast off just to get this thing going. But so our last segment is out of bounds. So let's jump right into it. Four. We're going to talk about the PGA Tour the content rights and their policy and their new partnership with uh, Amazon and what they're doing with the live coverage and everything. But I want to start off and just talk about just for me on my page, I like to share some content that happens throughout the week. Some of it is comedy some of it is just great plays or bad shots. We had some bad shots today that I could take those clips and maybe make a meme about it or whatever. And for those of you who have smaller pages, you might be able to share that content. If you have a larger platform, it gets flagged and your page is, gets in jeopardy of actually being taken down because the PGA Tour has that exclusive right over that content. They're the only professional sports outlet that I believe that's out there today that won't let you share a post on social media, even if you give them proper credit. Um, which is crazy because this whole thing that's out there in the world of golf, including at the top at the PGA of America, PGA tour is grow the game. And I can't Mm -hmm. think of a better way to grow the game than to show an incredible shot by Bryson DeChambeau or Rory McIlroy that I could share my platform that gets millions of impressions a week that may hit the explore page and might get somebody to see that and be like, wow, 
that moment was incredible. I want to go to the driving range or I want to go buy my first set of clubs. You can't even share that content. And I, for one, think think it's complete bullshit. But what I will get into just a little bit more is I shared a clip of Ian Poulter this week, him and his uh, buddies, um, Rory McIlroy, uh, Terrell Hatton, and Henrik Stinson shot a combined, was it 28 or 29 over that first round? Yep. yep. They played terrible. And, you know, those guys, Ian Poulter's been one that's grown on me. Um, sometimes they're tough to watch, tough to stomach, and, you know, you don't really want to follow along what, what they have to post and stuff. But Ian posts this video of all of them just, like, sitting at the table, eating their lunch and drinking Cokes and just, like, they're somber. They're, they're, they've been beaten up by sawgrass. And I thought it was, like, one of the funniest videos where it really humanized them. And it helped make them like relatable in the hack life of all of us, like going out there and shooting an 85 or, you know, for us, it's maybe a 105, but um, they played awful. And I posted that video immediately. It went great. Like within the first 10 minutes, I had like 150 comments. Everyone was tagging their buddies, how great it was. And it gets blocked. And I reach out to the PGA tour and I'm like, Hey, this is Ian Poulter's video. This isn't your video. Like why are you blocking my stuff? You know? And I get a response the next day that's like, oh, well, any player content that's shot on premises uh, is, is ours. Plus, we posted it on our channel. But if, if you want to dispute it, we'll, re- we'll release it for you so you can have it out there. Already like 30 hours later. And it's like, I don't get that. So I, I, my thing is, I'm not out here purposely trying to grow the game. That's not what I'm trying to do. But it's something I can do. But what's your take on this with they, how they block well, it? I know there's a lot of money involved, and I get that, but it's just it just seems like it's counterproductive for what their main goal is. Well, I mean, like, let me ask you this: like, so if any player posts anything while on premise, that's that's now the rights of PJ Tour. Do they are are they signing something saying that? Do you think? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was because the, it's a TPC course, and that's more like PGA Tour or, or something. I don't know, but like, no, I mean, uh, I've never, I've matter. never had that problem because I've, I've had some other videos that I've done, or that the players have done that I've reshared. That's funny. It's not them on the course, and I was able right. to reshare that. So I, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's a new rule, but it's just disappointing because that's what everybody's striving to do is to play on the tour. Or like you want to follow these players. They've been, they've grown up watching these players and you know, if I'm, if I'm Ian Poulter, obviously you have all the money in the world and you've got all your Ferraris and you know, all that great stuff. Right. 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 But he wants to grow his social platform. Like he wants to have a brand. He wants to have a name out there. I'm sure he yeah. wants people like Zyre golf and PGA memes and you know, coach rusty and all these people to, to post his video. Right. Like yeah. when I post I mean, a good meme, I want, I mean, I want people to post it. When you post a good trick shot, you want everybody to repost it. For right. Sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, obviously the PGA tour is already massive and I'm sure that the, their interest of scaling is minimal in terms of, you know, you know, maybe their social platforms, which I feel like, you know, it, it shouldn't be that way, but I mean, it, let's look at this. Let's look at, you know, the NBA, for example, you've got all these pages like house of highlights, bleacher report, whistle sports. They're sharing so much content, not only NBA NFL as, as well. And it's not even just content that is, that's, that's being broadcasted. It's all player driven. It's original. It's organic. It's what they're creating. And that's being shared all over. And I think that that is just so huge for the fan base, but it's also huge for these other pages like whistle sports, 
they thrive off of, of content like that. They thrive off of being able to use content from NBA, from the players, from NFL, from their players. And, um, you know, I, I think that it, it's, it's, it's huge for the, for the fan base and for ultimately growing the popularity of, of that given sport. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's been a topic for a while. It's, it's always been an issue. And, um, you know, I if if this was a buy or sell, if they were going to lift their content restrictions, I would yeah. say I'm going to buy because at the end of the day, there's going to be people like us complaining about it. People like Zyre Golf or golfers doing things, golf guy, all these big pages, and and, yeah. and the fact that they can't use this content, which would be just so huge for not only their pages but for for the fans as well. Because at the end of the day, you know. Not everybody's going to be following PJ Tour because it, it, no. it's just not an exciting page to be following. And you're already seeing everything on TV if you are a true golf fan. But you want to follow these other pages because they're not only offering, you know, or could be offering what the PGA Tour is providing and what their players are providing, but also all the other great content you're getting. So why not yeah. invest your follow with a page like that? And why not grant them the rights to post that stuff? So, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's, I've got like it, it's, it's 700,000 followers on PGA memes, and I think like 50% of my followers follow the PGA Tour. So it's right. so you'd think it'd be more than that, but it's not. Um, I just think right. it's crazy. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say this. I said it last year, and I'll say it again. I mean, when the PGA Tour came back after that long layoff, we had such a phenomenal start to back, uh, getting back into golf, and no one was posting about it. You didn't have ESPN post about it. You didn't have – whistle sports you didn't have bleacher report you didn't have any of them posting about it and it's because they can't right you know, they can't post about it so it's just crazy to me that they're doing that and that's how the rules are you know so hopefully that's something that they can lift and that they can change um over time because i think they're really missing the mark i think it's just it's yeah. crazy and they're hiring these tiktokers i was to come just out about there. to say man yeah i mean dude like i got a lot of heat for this from i think people within the tour but you're hiring these TikTokers right. to go dance in bunkers with what? Bubba Watson and do all this dumb shit. Like, no one wants them to see that. And I get it. Like, grow the game. Let's get the youth to see that. Right. Listen, but, but- call me a dick or whatever. But, like, listen, I don't want to have these young kids doing these TikTok dances in a bunker on the course. Like, that's the last thing that I want. Right. So, I, I don't know. I mean, call me stupid. Call me a dick. But, like, I don't want to see that. That's not how you grow the game. They're, they're, they're bringing in people – that aren't even relevant to golf, not even involved in the golf industry whatsoever. So their credibility in terms of being able to grow the interest in the game just because they did a dance in a bunker, it's so low. It's not going to happen. That's not how you do it. You have you have all these tour players, and I would say a good 75% of them have amazing personality, and they create content just like what you saw from Ian Poulter. Why yeah. not leverage them? Why not why not allow their content to be shared? Why not leverage them to help grow the game? These these are the guys that are growing the game, and it shouldn't be done by them just playing golf because at the end of the day, a lot of times people don't have time to watch all these tournaments. I'm in the golf industry myself. I'm out there doing my own thing. I would love to sit down and watch golf tournaments, but I can't. I get on my phone, I scroll through social media, and I would love to see more stuff from the players. So if they freed that shit up, trust me. Trust me, it would be yeah. huge for the game of golf. It would be huge. No, I hear you. I'm on the same page. Well, yeah. listen, that concludes our first episode. I'm stoked to be working with you, man, to get this this new season underway. We're going to do a lot of great things. We're going to take this pod on the road. We're going to go visit some great courses. We're going to have lots of great guests on tour. We have different celebrities or different athletes that just love the game of golf and get their takes on some things. Um, we're going to do a fun giveaway, I think, we're within the next week for everybody who can subscribe and rate and review our pod good reviews, good ratings, hopefully. Um, and we'll give a special uh, prize away. We're thinking maybe a set of irons, 
maybe something special. So we'll see. You'll you'll see it on the I on heard, the gram. Yeah, heard through the grapevine, it might be a set of irons. Maybe yeah, maybe some maybe. Cool, maybe you're some gonna cool be a reliable irons. source. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited to get this thing off and going, man. But uh, great week on tour. Hopefully, um, we see some good things leading up to the Masters. It's right around the corner. But I'm stoked to uh, get this thing kicked off, man. And uh, happy to have you here on as a new co-host. Yeah, man. I'm stoked. This was a great first show. I can't wait to get some guests on, start shooting shit with uh, some people that matter, unless, uh, unlike us scrubs. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time, man. I'm, I'm pumped for the show. Hopefully we can, uh, we can get it to number one. Let's go. That's the, that's the plan, man. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining. Have a good uh, week. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for your support.